Get Up Nation. My name is Ben Biddick. I am the creator and host of the Get Up Nation podcast, where I serve individuals, organizations, and societies to develop and sustain resilience and perseverance. I'm the co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Rurong Living, Adam Greenberg. The Get Up Nation podcast is brought to you in partnership with GotYour6Coffee.com, where Navy veteran Eric Hadley is committed to serving first responders, veterans, and their families through a variety of nonprofit organizations. No stranger to adversity, Eric has fused necessity of coffee with his passion for public service. You're already purchasing coffee. Why not empower your coffee with purpose? Why not purchase coffee that not only has your six, but also has the backs of those who don a uniform of service for our communities and great country? Learn more about Eric and his freshly roasted award-winning coffee at gotyoursixcoffee.com. Welcome to this episode of the Get Up Nation podcast. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with Vic Titmus. Vic is the founder and CEO of Blackstone Medical Services, a national provider for home sleep testing. Today, this company has over 30 employees and makes multi-millions in revenue every year. Blackstone Medical Services does business in more than 38 states, is contracted with over 17 million lives via various insurance providers and provides a level of service to outpatients, physicians, and insurance providers that is unmatched. It wasn't always this way in 2012 at the age of 35 with no job, no college degree, no parents, no business training, a personal life in chaos and only $78 in the bank. Vic refused to give up on his dream. He refused to make excuses and launched his business from his kitchen table. Over the next five years, he expanded daily until it became the largest company of its type in the United States. Today, Vic shares with Get Up Nation his insights into the resilient mindset that helps people rebuild, create, and or expand a business. Vic, welcome to Get Up Nation. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me on your show, man. Absolutely. We're going to get here into your insights into success today, but it's important for people to understand what things were like for you before the age of 35. Will you share some about your life and what life was like growing up and as a young man? Sure. So, you know, I think like every entrepreneur, you always start out with these dreams. Some, you know, they're an adolescent age, some in teenager age. For me, I, I, I knew pretty much the age of nine that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so I always kind of followed that trajectory and the decisions I made, whether it was knowing at an early age, I didn't want to go to college and I didn't want to pursue that type of profession. And so every decision I made was just based off of that. And for me, it wasn't necessarily the money. I never really chased money. I, I always just knew that I would be rich in some way. I always had this ability to get what I wanted. So for me, being an entrepreneur and owning a company had more to do with freedom than it did money. And if I was you know, cutting grass, to me, that's, you know, that's freedom as long as I kind of directed my own schedule and things like that. That's really what was the driver for me and not necessarily like, wow, I want to make a bunch of money because I want to buy this and buy that. That never, that never was my driver. And I think that most successful entrepreneurs also have that in common. That entrepreneurial lifestyle, it's not easy. You know, there's a lot of unpredictability in that. You're dealing with all these challenges and you have to be resilient in order to survive the entrepreneurial life to get to that point. And at age 35, you had a crucial realization. You've described realizing that you needed to invest in yourself if you were going to be successful. You made yourself more able, more knowledgeable, uh, knowing that that would benefit everyone around you. Will you share a little bit about this time in your life? 
Sure. So, you know, I, I had started a business when I was about 24, 25 years old, and it was a success, successful business. And I ended up selling the business when I was about 34, 35. And I didn't become the success that I thought I, I would have or should have become at that time. And, you know, I was, I made every entrepreneurial mistake you could imagine. I took on too much debt. I had way more personal guarantees than the business was, was worth. And it was just all of these mistakes that I had made. And this isn't an excuse, but I never had a mentor. I never had anyone giving me advice. So I was kind of just always making the best decisions I could based on the current environment. And so I found myself selling that business. You know, I sold it for $9 million. I walked away with like a hundred grand, which is horrible. When you're selling something for $9 million, you walk away with, you know, a hundred, couple hundred thousand dollars. And then you still got to pay Uncle Sam. So it's not like, you know, you're, you're financially independent by any means. And so I felt quite depressed at that time. You know, I was just like, wow, this really sucks. I mean, you put five to six, seven years of your life into a business and you have this idea that you're going to be financially independent when you come out of it and you're not, it's quite a pill to swallow. And so one day I found myself on the plane of the gentleman that had bought me out and I'm actually still friends with today. Great guy. But I asked myself the question when I was on his plane, why isn't this my plane? You know, and when I kept asking myself that question, what I came to understand is the answer or what the answer that came up was that I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And so I knew at that point that the only thing that was going to make me a success that I thought I could be in my life was finding out what I didn't know. I mean, this, this guy knew something I didn't, he was operating off of different data than I was. And so that created kind of my journey into just self-discovery and understanding more about who I was and what was the correct data? What was the best way to set up businesses? What was the best way to operate and handle people and communicate and all these types of things. So you know, that, that created a whole shift in my life. And that was really the turning point where I was like, okay, you know what? I can actually do it, but I've got to apply the correct formula to certain things. And so that was the big change that, that I had. And, and that really kind of just steered me in the right direction. I see. And one of the things you've talked about that's so crucial to success is consistency. Will you share a little bit about that process as you started to do daily, you know, a consistent action to create this kind of success? Will you talk about the importance and significance of consistency? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's probably in the top two to three characteristics that you have to have to be successful in anything is consistency. You know, you have discipline over here on the right and you have consistency on the left. I'm not actually a big discipline guy. You know, a lot of people think that I'm disciplined because I, I work out and I eat right and all that stuff. But, you know, discipline is kind of like a negative thing, right? Discipline is like, fuck, I have to eat this and I got to get up in the morning and I got to work out and I got to make these calls and I got to do blah, right? It's not sustainable, right? We all know people that are like, hey, I want to start doing this and they do it for 90 days and then boom, right? So I never wanted to fall into that trap. To me, that's kind of a trap. So what I like to do is I like to say, okay, what's the lifestyle and what's the consistency of being an entrepreneur, right? So 
you know, I, I have a certain way that I eat and I have a certain way that I, I live and a certain way that I do things. And I do those things that are sustainable. I don't do anything that's not sustainable. And that's usually one of the first things I ask myself is, is it sustainable? Once I know it's sustainable, man, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so like consistent. It's, it's not even funny. And yes, of course you have to be persistent as an entrepreneur. And I'm, I'm super persistent. You have to cut off all my limbs for me to, even then I'd be hopping along or I'd get an Uber, but I'd get there. Right. But the consistency is what's important. And I'll tell you a quick story. When I started Blackstone and I hired my first two reps, my first two sales reps, I met with them every single morning at Panera Bread at 8.30 every morning for three years. I'm talking about every morning. Wow. Okay. Why did I do that? I did that because I knew that, number one, I had to maximize every single day. And I didn't have the luxury of having people around me that I was paying because I had a business that was still losing money. So I wasn't, I was barely paying myself. I mean, five years ago today, and I was actually telling somebody this story this morning, five years ago today, I had a hundred dollars for my name, five years ago. And I remember driving off an exit, crying in my car because I had no money. And you know, it's when you're by yourself and you have no money, it's different when you're responsible for a company and you can barely pay the people that work for you because you're, you're, you're just hoping and pushing that it just gets better but you can't even pay yourself. That's the worst. Mm. So that was five years ago. Right. And so I, I didn't have the luxury of, of procrastinating and waiting. So, you know, I met with them every single morning at eight 30 and it would be maybe sometimes a five minute, 10 minute meeting. Sometimes it'd be a 20 minute meeting, but it just showed that I was, it, it showed that I was there. It showed that I was committed. I wasn't just some guy that started a company that now hired a couple of sales reps and now I'm just going to let them do their thing. I was all in and I showed that through consistent action. And that wasn't discipline. It wasn't like, oh my God, I got to get up and meet. No, it was like, it's just what it is. It's the lifestyle of being an entrepreneur and being consistent. Part of this that you've kind of hinted at a few of these elements of the mindset that you've created that has given you such success. Will you talk a little bit about how people who are starting a business can make sure that they prevent procrastination. You know, what is it? Is it, is it desperation? Is it the drive for success? How can people crush that procrastination as they're starting? Well, I, you know, I think, I think another way to look at that is, is I always, when I talk to people, I always talk about thinking bigger, right? Cause thinking bigger is going to eliminate procrastination. Like if you want to buy a plane, you don't have the luxury to procrastinate. Right. You know, if I want to be more successful than Joe Blow, well, I'm not going to be able to work less than Joe Blow, you know, and I, and I tell people that, you know, and I'm like, dude, I work harder than you and I don't have to. And then they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Hmm. You know? And, and, and so, but the only reason that I don't procrastinate is because I got a bigger goal, right? My goals are, are really big, you know, and I, I take on that responsibility to say, okay, you know, how, how much wealth can I create? You know, can I create five generations of wealth? Well, if you start thinking about five generations of wealth, do you really feel like procrastinating? <laughs> no. No. I mean, if, you, if you start thinking with, hey, I just need to take care of myself. Okay. Well, how much money do you need to take care of yourself? Not that much. 
you start thinking about five generations, your wife's family, your wife's family's family, their kids, their colleges, their dreams, funding for their dreams and hopes and all this other stuff. You know, all of a sudden you don't feel like sitting at home eating Cheetos and saying, Hey, you know, I'll wait until tomorrow to do blah. Because now you're racing against time. So I think what tends to happen is people are asking the wrong question. It's like, if somebody says, Hey, I I procrastinate. Well then dude, you just either, either you're just lazy Mm -hmm. or your goals aren't big enough. Mm -hmm. And how satisfying is that when you do have a successful transaction or you do, you know, add a client to your business or or whatever it is, you have more than just the financial satisfaction. You think of your grandchild, you know, thriving. You have that satisfaction of knowing that, every effort that you're putting in is contributing to the lives of people who are not even born yet. And that's exciting. Those that's motivating. That's bigger than just living for yourself or, or having the, those low goals to think about improving the lives of people who aren't even born yet. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's a bigger game. Yeah. How do people find that for themselves? Like, do they just focus on, you know, that big picture thing? Do they find something that makes them angry that they want to fix? Is it something they find that's interesting that they want to spend their whole life doing. What are some of the ways that you've seen people find or engage into that idea of, of something that's big enough to motivate them to get up and get after it? I mean, I think it's personal for everyone. You know, I, it's, it's not necessarily money related. You know, I don't think success is, is determined by how much money you have. Mm-hmm. You know, I think success is determined by many factors, right? Mm-hmm. It may be a great marriage, great friends great involvement with community, the way you contribute to society. So there's a lot of ways. I mean, I know a lot of people that have money and they're just assholes. Yeah. And they have a horrible marriage and they have shitty friends and they drink and do drugs. Yeah. That guy's successful? I don't think so. Right. Right. So I think that, you know, it's it's personal for everyone. I think the individual has to really find out what what are, what are they excited about doing? Like, I love what I do. I really do. I, I don't, it's not work for me. Some people are like, oh, you need a vacation. I'm like, no, dude, I don't need a fucking vacation. Like, I, I, maybe you do because you don't like what you do, but I love, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love the people I work with. I love the space that we're in. I, I wake up every day. So, I mean, I hate fucking Friday. I, I really do. Wow. Because I'm like, fuck, it's going to slow down, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I enjoy my weekends, but Sunday, I'm like, I'm ready for Monday. I think if you're not ready for Monday, then that's probably an indication that you're in the wrong you're in the wrong field or sector or whatever. Truly. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about COVID-19 and the challenges that have happened here recently. You talk about having a bulletproof business that's resilient enough, I mean, to handle all of these challenges that could come your way. I mean, before September 11, the world was completely different. It was September 10th. And, you know, when those, those attacks happened the next day, the world was different. Here recently, we're dealing with a, a global pandemic. So to have a resilient mindset is essential. How can you create a business that's bulletproof to all of the unknowns and uncertainties in life? So, you know, this is another point that I talk about is, is this specific is about being bulletproof. And what bulletproof essentially means is getting yourself into a position that nothing really can affect you. It means that there's no lawsuit, there's no market change, there's no internal fight, external fight. There's no change of presidency. There's no change of nothing that's going to destroy you. Now, things may, you may have bumps in the road and that's fine, but bumps in the road don't put you out of business and completely change the trajectory of your life. 
I think anybody that starts out in a business needs to think with that. Like, how do I get big enough in the, the field that I'm in to where if I get a lawsuit, I have a bad month or two, and I'm basically being attacked, can I survive? You know, and and if you can't, then you're not you're not bulletproof. And most businesses and most people are just walking around with a layer of, you know, saran wrap because they're not they're not bulletproof. You know, I have just always thought with that, like, how big can I get to where nothing can really fuck with me? You know, if somebody threatens a lawsuit, I'm, I don't care. I'm like, OK, great. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't yeah. really care. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, okay, I know that I run an ethical business. You know what? We'll get it handled. It doesn't change my lifestyle. It doesn't change what I do, that we're growing, that we're opening offices in South America. It doesn't change any of that stuff, right? It's just, oh, okay, cool. We'll, we'll handle it. Well, just, you know, whatever. Sometimes I, I want to be so big, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know about it. Like, that's how big you want to get. Mm-hmm. You want to get so big that when you get a lawsuit, you don't even know about it. <laughs> That's, that's powerful, isn't it? Like, you don't even know about it. You're just like, oh, we got sued? Yeah, yeah, we got sued, but it's getting handled. Oh, okay, cool. What's next? <laughs> yeah, that's bulletproof, yeah. One thing that you've talked about is setting your goals into a much more abundant mindset than just one target. So, for instance, you've said, okay, you're considering buy a house. Well, why don't you expand that a little bit to think of, well, what do I need to do to buy two? We talk about that, that overproducing type mentality as you're pursuing entrepreneurial goals. Yeah. I mean, you know, this kind of goes back to even like the very beginning of, you know, setting yourself, setting your goals, you know, you don't procrastinate because Uh there's so much to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So it really is a bit of a mental gymnastics when you start to think with abundance and you start Mm -hmm. to think with okay, I want to buy a house. What if I buy two houses? What Mm -hmm. if I think with buying two houses? Or what do I think with an abundance of whatever it may be, right? That all goes back to this kind of bulletproof abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. If you're just thinking small, well, that's what you're going to get. It's just really what you're going to get. You're not going to get anything bigger than that. You know, the reason why a shark grows to the size of its environment, right? If you put a shark in a tank, it'll stay that size. Mm. Right. So if you get a, a big tank, the shark will actually get bigger. Right. Well, the, the, the mind is the same way, you know, and that's probably one of the biggest things that I wish I could have changed for myself. I wish, you know, five, 10 years ago, I was thinking way bigger than I was. I really didn't start thinking bigger until probably a couple of years ago that I really started thinking with just big, like big. Mm-hmm. For other people who are starting to think big for themselves, for other people who hear this message and they look around at COVID-19, they're stuck in their house, they're social distancing, they may have dissatisfaction with their work or their, their environment or their situation. As they start to think about going big, is now a good time to start a business? What, what's your opinion on, on how people can use COVID-19 to their advantage yeah, I think I think the way people can use it to advantage is look, if you were affected by it, take it as a lesson to make sure that the next time something like that happens, you're not affected by it. You know, that's the key. I mean, starting a business, yeah, it's a great time to start a business if you're if you're if you're an entrepreneur. Not everyone's an entrepreneur, and I don't think everybody should start a business. I think a lot of people ruin their entire family savings because they just started a business and they had no business starting a business. But I think that 
you know, people should learn from this. I mean, I think every type of situation we've gone through in our history, we've had to learn from it. We've learned from it. You know, we've become smarter and, and better at what we do. And, and if something like this were ever happen again, we'll be even better prepared for it. And we actually were prepared for it. You know, so I think that people need to learn from, hey, this isn't Joe Blow's fault. This isn't, you know, if, if whatever situation you're in, it just isn't everyone else's fault. You know, that's the part of that abundance bulletproof mentality. You know, if I lose my business from a lot because of a lawsuit or I, lo- I lose my business because of COVID-19, business was big enough. I should have worked harder back then. That's the reality. I mean, I, yeah, I could blame everybody else. You know, I can get on the bandwagon and blame the president like everybody else does, but that's just an excuse. Yeah, to take that ownership and that accountability. And although it might be a hard pill to swallow to stop blaming other people and actually look at the reality of it, that's the empowering thing. That's an empowering concept. It's it's stop being a victim. It's it's taking ownership of it and it's saying, you know, whether whether or not your circumstances are great or not so great at that time, that's it's rewarding to think that you you do have a say in your future and that you can stop playing the victim or blaming other people and that you can go get it. It makes the frustrating times worth it. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, my, my thought on, on that is, look, I think, you know, despite whatever religion people are, I think that, you know, whether you are religious, not religious or believe in God, don't believe in God. You know, I, I think that God did give us one great thing separate from every other species on the planet. And that is freedom of choice. Be well, and it is your decision. You know, it is your decision to decide if you want a better life or not. Mm. It is. It's not. You know, it's a slap in the face to blame anybody else for it. You know. So you know, I think that whatever situation you find yourself in, yeah, it is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. I mean, you know, dude. Well, here's the thing. Five. Just five years ago today. Five years ago today, dude. I had a hundred dollars crying on some interstate somewhere. Mm. Okay. And I had nobody to blame but myself. Mm. nobody mm. there was nobody else to blame but me and that's a hard pill to swallow right that wasn't 15 years ago <laughs> five years ago mm. so you know if i can do it you can do it too but you do it starts there it starts with that hey you know what i'm here because of choices i made right yeah. that's it and then and the, but the beautiful thing is that you can actually be where you want to because of the choices you then make after that mm. And some people never get to the point where they are on the interstate crying and getting to that, hitting that rock bottom to the point and just spend their whole life blaming people bitter. And just think of all the things that are missed, all the things that are wasted in that moment. And what a gift it was for you to have that moment to look at what it's created today. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I could have, I could have quite easily gotten on that bandwagon, dude. Mm -hmm. It would have been very easy for me to be like, sure. Or blame, you know, I could create a list in my head, like, okay, I'm going to start <laughs> yeah. blaming this, and it was my dad, and it was this, yeah. and it was that, and it was because of my brothers, and it was this. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, sure. my dog had a had a thing in it, you know. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of people, man, a lot of people that I could have blamed, but I didn't, and I and I and I took I took, you know, I took responsibility for it, and I was like, okay, I'm the only one that can change it, and I just got to work super hard and stay focused and. And I'm glad that I did, you know, not because of, you know, the fact that we're now the largest in the country. We have over 160 full-time employees. Wow. And my, you know, I have more than a hundred dollars now, but what I'm really proud about is the fact that I did stick 
to what I was doing, then I'm able to provide a great environment and help a lot of people, 160 families wow. that wouldn't be here if I, if I didn't stick it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the people that I've been able to help because I stuck with it is really like the win, you know, for me, I, I because it, for me, it wasn't like, Oh, I want to, I just want to be rich and I want to have money. Like I, I think that's, I think there's people that deserve to be rich. And I think there's people that don't. And I think the people that don't are the, the stingy ones that don't want to share and be generous and help other people, mm. you know? So if you're a generous person and you want to help other people and you're smart, then I think you have a, a responsibility to do your best so that you can help as many people as you can. That's great. That's great. Vic, I always end the show with six quick questions to help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. Will you run through these six quick questions with me? Is one, is one of them going to be who's, who's better, Tupac, Tupac or Biggie? <laughs> actually, it's just that question over and over, actually. Okay. <laughs> Mine my, my is Tupac, so. Is it? All right. <laughs> all right. Actually, the, question's, the first one is, who are you thankful for today? I'm thankful for all the people that kept believing in me. Now that we covered who you're thankful for, what are you thankful for today? I'm thankful that somewhere along the line, God blessed me with enough sense to figure it out. How do you fuel the fire within you? Just look at the people around me. What's one thing adversity taught you to value? My persistence. And what are you doing today you may have never thought you could? Buying a plane. And what will you do tomorrow you may have never thought you could? Fly to Mexico just to have tacos on a private (laughs) jet. How can people learn more about you and your amazing work? Follow me on on Instagram. My handle is at VicTipness, V-I-C-K-T-I-P-N-E-S. And, you know, I I always respond to messages, appropriate messages. Uh, So if people have a business question, please message me. I usually try to respond within 24 24 to 48 hours, and I'm always willing to give advice where I can. 